Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the VIP show. It's your host, Jose Testimonio. Today, I have the great honor to introduce my friend, mentor, and one of the best marketers, really, period, in the world, an investor, business owner, Mr. Ty Lopez. Ty, welcome to the show, brother. Let's get right to it. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you for doing this. I, I appreciate it. You and I have been friends for a long time. Long look, let me let me say this, you know, disclaimer. So I, I did SMMA 1.0 uh way way back in 2017. I ended up flying to see Ty in LA and met him and, and, and a lot of his business partners. And I was part of your 300 original students, uh Ty. I think I I, I wanna say I was one of the first 10. Let me just I don't wanna say first, but definitely one of the first 10. Um, so an honor, brother, to, to be here with you. Saw you in Miami not, not too long ago. Um, this economy is different. Inflation, uh, people aren't happy. I think people are scared. Let me ask you this. I mean, what is the, before we get into like the, the details of, of how to run a business and what to do, what not to do in the good life, how bad is this? How, how bad do you see inflation in the United States? Is it going to be worse than people make it seem? Are we going to get through this? Yeah, people will survive. Never, I mean, everybody, the great superpowers just stay cool when everybody's freaking out. You'll make all your money when everybody else is freaking out. It's hard to make money at the top of the cycle. Two years ago, at the top of the cycle, everything's expensive, labor expensive, people buying companies, products, everything's overpriced. Your physical commercial space is up, you know, so... These are great. These are good times in the sense that people are being disrupted. Yeah. So capital used to just move into every stupid idea. Now that capital is going to move into more carefully vetted products, carefully vetted ideas. So as long as you're sharp, you'll be fine. You know, cream always rises to the top. My mentor used to tell me, mm -hmm. meaning in troubled times, the milk is being shaken. The cream comes to the top when it's being shaken, not when it's still, you know, that's why you shake. You got a cow. I have a cow and some, I have organic farms and I got my own milk house to drink my own raw, non-pasteurized milk, grass fed. We take the milk, you put it in the fridge in a big one gallon glass jar. Mm -hmm. And if you want the butter faster or, you know, you want the cream, you take it, skim it off, put it, you shake it. That's how you make butter. You make a higher quality product mm -hmm. through kind of, <laughs> you could call it shaking things up. In a modern economy mm -hmm. now, nothing was being shaken up. Stupid valuations in the stock market, stupid valuations for new companies. Things were real estate, probably overpriced in most places in the world. Some places it's not. So, yeah. I mean, inflation's there. It's been there. I don't know how anybody hasn't seen that. Yeah, yeah. You go on a flight somewhere, tickets are double what they were a year ago because oil's... Remember, oil was negative $20 a barrel. I told everybody in 2020, if you got storage space, go out. They're paying you 20 bucks to have a barrel of oil. Negative 20. <laughs> now it's, you know... 120 bucks. We eventually hit 250 one day. Yeah, yeah. So... Yes, inflation's here. Yes, things are shaking up, as they always do. Good news is that is good news is that it's probably good news for you. 
<laughs> right, it. right. Yeah. Now to state to state, you said you know you said Jose, you gotta shake things up. You cream rises to the top. You gotta stay sharp. What type of skills do entrepreneurs need to have in today's economy to stay sharp and and right above the fray? Yeah, so I mean, ideally you have operational ex excellence, Six Sigma operational excellence, meaning not only do you have a good idea, but you can execute on it in all 12 divisions of business. I, I teach my team, I've got about 35 leaders for my companies. I've got three or 400 people working for my e-commerce company but I got about 30 leaders and as I train them and develop them, one of the things that I'm teaching them is, you know, number one, do you have, do you understand people? That's division one. Mm -hmm. Number two, do you understand product development? Number three, do you understand legal? Number four, do you understand finance and accounting? Number five, do you understand push marketing? Number six, division six is pull marketing. Division seven is outbound sales. Division eight is customer support. Uh, is tech, sorry. Division nine is customer support. Division 10 is fulfillment, unless you've got physical product. Division 11 is raising capital. And division 12 is M&A, buying things. Mm -hmm. um, and so when times get tougher, the people who are really good survive. It's kind of like jujitsu. Mm -hmm. If you're in a fight, and you know Brazilian jujitsu, if you're in a fight with an amateur, You probably just need to know one good move, maybe two. Mm -hmm. You need to know how to take someone's legs down and take them out by the legs and then put them in a, you know, a chokehold. But if you're fighting another black belt, you're going to need to know more than one move. You probably need to master 12 solid moves, mm -hmm. fighting on your back, attacking the legs, attacking the arms, attacking the neck, you know, takedown. And so when things get more competitive, which they inevitably do in the modern world, totally. um, you have to get good at all areas. It used to be you just had to have a good product idea and you could kind of become rich from that. But now, hundreds of millions of more people aspire to be entrepreneurs. So now it's like you're mm -hmm. fighting against more people and more skilled people. So, yeah, the 12 to somebody in Brooks says, where can you find the list of 12 divisions? <laughs> it's something I teach internally. I've never really taught it. Um, it's sad, like nowhere in the world, you could go to Harvard MBA, they wouldn't even teach you the 12 divisions. It's kind of insane. But so that framework of understanding, so I think A, ex operational excellence, B, you have to be psychologically able to go against the crowd, which mm -hmm. everybody says they can, but mm -hmm. if you look at people, do they really go against the crowd? Like I look at most people's lives, I'm like, you know. What is actually against the crowd, going against the crowd, except maybe that you think you go against the crowd, but like, do you live in a different location than the, most of the crowd? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you, that's part people are like, why are you in Sweden? I'm like, because nobody else is here. That's right. And you have a lot of innovative ideas. So you have to have actual actions that are against the crowd, contrarian. And then the third thing you have to have is, you know, I think you have to have Patience and impatience at the same time. So patiently waiting for opportunities, but then once an opportunity comes, you're super impatient to close the deal. So you got to be like a a tiger hiding behind a bush. Mm -hmm. It might wait behind the bush for three, four hours, but then when the prey comes, you got to be quick. You got to be fast. You know? 
Totally, totally. No, that, that's 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 a hundred percent accurate. Ty. One of the things that that I admired what you've been able to do, and you say this a lot on your conferences on on YouTube, is that you don't want to be the richest guy in the room, right? Number one, um, you know, you but you want to be happy. I mean, you rather have you always say that you rather have the life of Leonardo DiCaprio than have the life of Elon Musk. And no offense to Elon Musk, right? You travel the world, you're in Sweden, you're in Puerto Rico. How do you balance being super successful but having a life that is worth living? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I wasn't saying necessarily I want to be. I was saying most men, yeah, maybe women too, if they actually could live both lives, if you could be Elon Musk for a month and you could be Leonardo DiCaprio for a month, I'm saying at the end of that month, I'm going, who, who would you rather be? <laughs> My gut is 90% of men, if they're honest, be like, hell yeah, I'd rather beat DiCaprio. So, yeah, you have to judge your life. You know, I get obviously a lot of people who follow me who want to make money. That's kind of the niche that I'm in. Um, and But I always caution people, be careful what you want because you might get it. And it oftentimes isn't what you thought, <laughs> what you thought it was. I don't even think if you ask Elon Musk, if he... If he could do it over, I'm not even sure he'd do what he's doing now. Um, it's a good point. I mean, it's a legitimate question. I don't think most people would. I think if you ask most billionaires what they would do, I, I don't think they would try to become a billionaire. Maybe. Um, I doubt it. It's not as much as you think. Yeah. Do you have a life goal? Like, you have like a like my like you have a legacy you want to leave. Like, what? How do you want people to remember Ty Lopez? Uh, that he was a mad scientist. I think that's my that's my contribution to the world. Maybe yeah. he lived a cool life. He yeah. lived an adventurous life, and he was a mad scientist. Probably <laughs> that would be good. I'd be on my grave. That's right. Misunderstood, you know. Probably he was a misunderstood mad scientist who lived a good life. Yeah. How about that? I like it, man. I like it. I like it. <laughs> very very creative. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about the good life, talking about balance, happy, uh, what is it? Happy, health, wealth, love, and happiness. I don't know about the order, right? But I know it's health, wealth, love, and happiness. I think I got it. I think those are the four. Um, how do you do that? How do you, how are you able to achieve the four pillars? Uh, very carefully. That's the only way you're going to live <laughs> the good life. You're going to have to live it all. You're going to have to plan it out and. Do it even like for me, for example, part of me living a good life is I, I like to migrate around the world. Yeah. 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 And so like, sometimes I don't feel like going, like I was in Puerto Rico and I was like, ah, I'm just going to stay here. That's kind of like the easy path. And I was like, no, I'm on a rotation after mm. this many days in one place, I move on. And then I'm always happy in the long run. I wasn't happy in the moment because I was like, oh, I didn't feel like, you know. I didn't feel like getting on an airplane, but you got to make a plan and stick to it. And yeah. that's how you live a good life, you yeah. know, because yeah. it's very easy to, uh, it's very easy to get off track because your emotions change from moment to moment. Human emotions very transient. At one moment, people are, you know, super proud. Another moment, they're depressed. Another moment, they feel lazy. Another moment, they're tired. Another, they feel exhilarated. Like, do, do you go through that? Do you go through those cycles at, at times? 
Yeah, a little bit, probably less than most people. I've tried to train some of that out of me, but for sure, you're going to, I mean, everybody is affected. If you weren't affected by stimulus, if, you know, there's people who say online, like the secret of life is just don't give a fuck about what anybody else thinks about you. Well, it's kind of stupid because not only can you not do it, but even if you could do it, it wouldn't be healthy. It's a better thing is to say, you should care about what smart people think, but you don't give a fuck about what people who know nothing think about you, you know? And it's the same with emotion. Some people would say, you know, just don't be emotional, be purely logical. There's a good book on this called Descartes' Error. You can't actually be a non-emotional person and be homo sapien. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your brain would shut down. Your brain works off emotion. So I do totally. have emotion. I think... I'm probably less emotional than the average person. And some of that is maybe genetic, but some of it is also, you got to train yourself. Yeah. Like you go to the gym, you know, you train your, train yourself to have biceps. That's, you don't naturally get big arms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get arms by repetition and lifting something heavy. So I've been through enough stuff that I've learned to turn off my brain and just go, all right, this is on the schedule to do. So I just do it. And don't, oftentimes, don't think about, the, the pain of anticipation is usually worse than the pain of doing. That's why people don't go to the gym. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They anticipate it. They're like, oh, that's going to hurt. Oh, and I'm like, you know what? There's a saying the homage have. When you have something hard to do, just jump right in, and the next thing you know, it's halfway done. So I try to, I try to do that. You know, I try to, when there's something I don't want to do, just jump into it. And the next thing you know, you're halfway done. And yeah. it's kind of cool, you know? Totally. You you read a lot of books. Obviously, you've read. I mean, you started. You, you I'm here in my garage. Obviously, everybody knows that uh, that video. Um, you have a favorite philosopher? Philosopher. Uh, my favorite philosopher. I mean, I like history, historical philosophers. I like Will Durant a lot. I've been telling people to read Will Durant for like 10 years, and then last year, Elon Musk started posting. Everybody should read this guy, You know, he's not so much a philosopher, but philosophy, this is what you mean by philosophy. You know, in general, philosophy is like, why are you doing anything? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's good philosophy. Totally. Like, people say, oh, I want to leave a legacy, or I want to make money, or I want to be financially independent, or I want to be a philosopher asks why. Like, mm-hmm. why do you want to be financially independent? Maybe it's better to be financially dependent. How do you know? It's all, and in, by the way, a philosopher would say, is it even possible to be financially independent? Because to be truly financially independent, you'd have no need for money, which means you'd have to know how to make your own clothes, build your own house, grow your own food. You know, it's probably not realistic. So a good philosopher questions everything. And so I like that kind of philosophy. There's some philosophy that's so complex, nobody understands it. I'm not sure. That's not my favorite, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 100%. I think that's a that's a legitimate way of of, of looking at it. Um, always ask yourself questions and and, and, and plan it, like you said. Brand, branding, Ty. I mean, you have a huge brand. I think one of the reasons why you're so successful is that when people people trust you, man. I mean, when people see your name, they'll they'll do business with you. They'll, they'll invest with you. They'll buy your courses. How does one build a powerful brand? Should you invest in branding? How important how important is personal branding to you for business? Yeah, I mean, branding is basically 
business, that's why I say you got to divide marketing into three areas. You have push marketing, that's where you buy advertisements, right? So that's what people think of when they think of marketing. But then you have pull marketing, that's more branding. That's when you do something that makes people just naturally gravitate to you. You're like, push marketing is like going to a nightclub and walking up to women and saying, hey, can I get your phone number? That's you pushing yourself on them. Mm -hmm. You have to do that sometimes. Pull marketing is, you know, they're dressed so well, you're in the, at the right table that just conversation, just people come to you mm-hmm. and end up asking for your phone number. And then, you know, you have, so those two push and pull, you got to do both of them in the model world. Mm-hmm. Branding is a part, is a subset of pull. And so it's important. It's probably 30% yeah. of marketing. So if you want to be a complete marketer, now, some people just do branding, which I don't think is good, and some people do zero branding. It's like you got to be right in the middle, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. Totally, totally. No, I think that's that's important. Um, be- before I let you go, um, you know what? What would you advise? What is your one advice? I mean, people want to make it. People, you know, what is the one thing for people? What's the one skill? What's the one piece? I mean, you're a guy that you read so much. I mean, Jose, like the trends. I mean, what is the what? What is one big piece of advice that people should know in 2022? Hmm, let me think. I would say I was starting over when I was 18 years old again. I mean, I think a powerful skill is to know how to mimic um, and truly absorb. Like the Dalai Lama said, there's three types of people. Mm-hmm. One is somebody who listens, uh, hears. So if sound goes in the ear, they hear it. doesn't necessarily... They acknowledge it. And then level two is somebody who listens, meaning they hear it and they actually start to change based on what they hear. Mm -hmm. That's listening. That's level two. Level three is it becomes instinct. It becomes your new second nature. That level three learner is very hard to compete with. Mm -hmm. So that's somebody who, who hears somebody say something that's good, not only starts to change their behavior, but it becomes second nature, meaning they can't not do that. Yeah. And if you have that skill, that's not, that'll be the greatest skill. It's very, humans are not built for that. So anybody who knows how to do it is going to have an advantage of insane proportion. Yeah. Humans are not built for that, period. They're built to do the opposite. You're built to basically learn everything you need by your teenage years and just offer. That's why it becomes much harder to learn a new language, for example, after you're, you know, 10, 12, 14 years old, because the human brain's not built that way. So yeah. each of you that really wants to do something big in life, business, and get what you want, if you can get become a level three instinctual learner, where new things become second nature to you in under two months, then there's a basic, that's the greatest skill. You become almost unstoppable. Because if you don't know how to do it now, you, you can pick it up in a week or a month for a couple months and become just a force of nature, you know? Yeah, no, totally. Any new projects that you're working on this year? I know you got out, you, you launched some NFTs earlier this year. You've been doing more in-person masterminds. Anything else you're working on this year? Doing, well, I mean, I'm buying big e-com brands. We're, we're doing, you know, I'm the CEO. So we're doing more than $150 million a year in e-com in one of the holding companies and acquiring more brands. Um, and then doing software. So I'm taking on all the big software companies. Most 
one by one. Mm-hmm. And I've got about 70 devs working for me. And that's part of why I'm in Sweden. I've got five different offices that we're building out software. Software is important. This yeah. is software right here. Speakeasy, Zoom software, WhatsApp software. Most even getting in Uber, that's all software. So the old saying, software is eating the world, is true. Yeah. It's a great skill, practical skill for all of you to learn how to develop software, you know. Totally, totally. Awesome. When do we get to see you back in Miami, Ty? Maybe in a month or so. We'll have to hang out, my friend. Let's do it, man. We'll go to uh, Mr. Chow. I like it. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Good to see you, brother. I appreciate you. Enjoy Sweden, okay? All right. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.